information provided in this podcast episode is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is in no way a replacement for a therapeutic relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Welcome to Minding My Black Business. Dr. Janae Taylor, Dr. T, Nene, it's me. So, today's episode, we have a very special guest. I say that all the time, and I mean it all the time. (laughs) You do say it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, I do mean it all the time. But this is the only guest who has had a repeat appearance. And so... I feel like that bears a special. I don't. I don't play the trumpet. If I played the trumpet, I would do a little doo doo loop. No, okay. Okay. No, that is a very very special thing. I did not know that actually. You didn't know that? I did not know that. And I've heard every single episode. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's not true. That's not true. There's one exception, and that's my sister. Okay. But you and my sister. But you have been on more than her. Oh. I know. Okay. So I'm better than family. Wait, so mm, no. Andrew, right. Andrew edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, y'all. So we have on today's show, Andrew. I was about to call all your titles. All my titles. No, that, that one's good. Just my name. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Jato. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Trumpets! Trumpets! Yay! Boop, boop. So I'm gonna I'm gonna allow Andrew an opportunity to introduce himself. But for those of you who have heard Andrew's voice before, he is my accountability partner. He is my little big brother. He is my um. He thinks he's in charge of me, and kind of is when it comes to the business a little bit um we <laughs> we have been trudging through entrepreneurship together um and so he's been there from the beginning um even when right. i came up with the title minded my black business he was in the room when that all went down i was um, in the room yeah yeah he is the podcast manager editor audio engineer i don't know what your title is because you do all of it but this is Andrew. Thank you, Andrew, for being on the show today. Thanks for having me. Um, thanks to everyone who recognizes my voice because it has been a long time since you've had me on the podcast. I don't know why it's been so long. COVID. I feel like I was in timeout for a while there, but it's good um, to be back. Um, so just to tell you a little bit about myself, because things have changed since the last time. I was on. Um, So I am a licensed professional counselor by title alone or by license alone. So I have retired. um, I like using that word. I have retired um, from actively practicing um, and closed my uh, private practice a couple of years ago. And so since then, I've been able to focus full time on my online company, which is MileMarks at milemarks.com. And so there I make digital products for other counselors and professionals working with kids and teens. Um, So we have worksheets, workbooks, journals, um, presentations, just a lot of 
interactive resources that you can use with uh, the kids and teams that you work with. And then for the past year and a year and a half, I've been working for a company called Hopscotch at uh, joinhopscotch.com. Uh, so I am the head of clinical programming there. Um, so my main responsibility there is content creation. Um, and right now, I'm just really working on creating digital games and activities for our kids and teens um, to use. And so we're really excited about that as well. That's so cool. I am happy and excited to be back and Yay. happy and excited to be talking about today's topic as well. Yay. You love the kids. You always doing stuff for the kids. That's awesome. I do. That is the one thing I do miss about the practice is working with children. These kids are, you do not like children. But Wait a minute. How do you say that like that? I, I like children. They are great. They are fantastic. But for some reason, you hate? I don't know if the... <laughs> <laughs> this is defamation of my character. You dis you dislike working with children therapeutically. I don't. I know you don't have like, like your I know you like my kids. I, I know do. you have I some love gods, some god children that you like that you talk about as well. Yeah. Too. Do you know my godson will be sixteen in like two months? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you might like him now because he's almost grown the beginning <laughs> so yeah there are there are pockets of kids that <laughs> that i adore strange okay. kids i don't understand i don't understand kids and they right. don't understand me and we respect that about each other so they stay over there and i stay over here and that's kind right. of i don't hate that's, that's a better yeah that's a better way of putting it you don't understand I, I don't. Yes. I don't understand the decisions they make. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I, I, it doesn't make sense to me. Uh, yeah. And I don't make that sense makes, to them. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. I get it now. I get it now. My bad. Oh, you don't, don't hate know, kids. I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Because you're like, why did you do right. that? Why, why right. do you keep jumping off stuff? Because it's like unexplainable with like adults. You, you know, you can go it's back. Very, like, it's very okay. impulsive and chaotic right. and it's a mess i don't understand why it's not like y'all drinking you're not high what's wrong right. why are you doing right. it? you see what i'm saying it don't make sense yeah i get it i don't understand some of the decisions my children make either so. i don't get it right. same both <laughs> <laughs> so it's not hate it's just confusing. no it's never hate why but, are you the way that you are right why do you do that why are you doing that and then they just little, and then they like move and hide under stuff. I, I don't, right. I just don't, it's very confusing. I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. So today's topic, today's topic. Um, we're going to talk about self-care and it's interesting because I feel like every time I bring up the word self-care, it's now become one of those words where everybody uses it across right. all disciplines and which is nice because we want to we want people to have that word in their arsenal mm -hmm. um, and have an understanding that that's something that's important. But when you hear people talking about it and all these different definitions of it, it can sometimes have a watered down meaning or people start to ignore the word altogether. Right. And so that's kind of the, the push and pull of self-care or that word anyway. But 
it's important. It's important for us as entrepreneurs, as black entrepreneurs to have a relationship or to understand our relationship with self-care because truly there are things that you need to do on an individual level to ensure that you as the CEO and you as the person providing the services and goods have what you need to maintain your business. And sometimes we don't realize our relationship with self-care until something has gone wrong. Um, mm-hmm until we are experiencing some level of physical, emotional pain that we kind of pull back and check again in terms of what what we've been doing and what's going on. So I figured we would kind of do our um, own like business buddy accountability session and record it, but make it a All right, all right. So I do want to go back to something you said. Okay. You know, when you said CEO um, of the company, you know, of your business, of your company, and I think that's exactly right. But I, I think to add to that, mm-hmm. a lot of sol- solo entrepreneurs are everything for the business. So it's not just like CEO, it's like CFO, CTO, C whatever, O, marketing manager. What, what is what is CTO? Uh, Chief technical officer. I've, I've yeah. never heard of that until today. You might be a CTO of your company. You just don't know. I, I am. I'm. I'm. Yeah, you dealing CEO with the software and the programs and, and everything yeah. like that. I'm right? adding stuff to my website. Right. So you're the CTO of your company as well, too. And I think sometimes we look at CEO as just being like a singular role, but if you really break it down, like you're doing all of these things, like so many different roles. Like social media manager as well, communications, all of this, um, you know, increasing the need for self-care. Because if you look at it like it's just one role, then it's like, okay, I can get by without self-care. But if you look at it like, oh, okay, I really am doing all these 12 things at one, then I think that it's like, oh, all right, I need to take a break, you know. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And it can be really easy to not acknowledge those differences or you might not even realize mm-hmm. that it's a thing. Like you just taught me with CTO was, <laughs> right. I didn't know that that was a thing. <laughs> uh, and especially as you start to grow, it has become habit now to do all of Ooh. these things. Right. right. And it's going to become near impossible to continue to manage in that way for sure. Uh, Time is limited. It doesn't change. Um, so mm-hmm. we have to figure out another way to make use of it. But you're right. Uh, the workload is heavy and it is unforgiving because um, I was talking to somebody the other day and I was like, you know, the thing about running a business is you'll have a good month, good quarter, and you'll be like, yes, I, mm-hmm. I did it. I found the sweet spot. And as right. soon as you start celebrating <laughs> right the next few months changes and it's a struggle and then you're like well what happened what happened so that is the scary thing about business that i think some people don't understand is that it's like a constant survival yeah. you know yeah. like you could have one good quarter but mm-hmm. it's like how do i make the next quarter better and so sometimes you look at CEOs and um, you know a lot of people they take a look at it like this person's just focused on money and it's money hungry and 
Right. Like when you really take a look at it from a business perspective, it's like, how can I keep my company afloat? You know, because it right. takes just one little thing for, you know, you've seen companies where one thing happens um, and, you know, they're out of business the next few months. And so it's that constant survival as a business owner where you celebrate your wins and successes, but then mm-hmm. it's like, all right, you know, is this going to happen, you know, next quarter or how right. can I replicate the success and even when you get to a level of success as well, too, I feel like that anxiety is still always yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. It's it in some ways it's a gamble every day. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. That you're that you're still relevant in some ways, that you, you know, still have what you need to to get things pushed out. But right. um yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's you know. Not necessarily one of the most positives, but I feel like it has changed my life uh, in terms of having a business. Um, so yeah. I'll get into that in a little bit. But <laughs> <laughs> how's business or businesses? Because as we have heard, you have your hands in a few pots. Um, I have my hands in one pot, I guess. So in terms of like being the CEO and everything, uh, it's really okay. with mile marks. And so, okay. um, yeah, business is good. And really the plan when I closed my practice was to transition to, um, I was going to say transition to being an entrepreneur first, first uh, for the first time, but what? the practice <laughs> was. <laughs> you just uh, went from doing two businesses to one. Right. Yeah. Um, it's weird why I never think of it as. I'm going to need you to cut that out. All right. That might be another conversation. Right. Why I do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's, yeah, with mile marks, things are going really well. And that's really what allowed me to be able to close the practice and to focus on it um, full time. And as I transitioned into the role and I was, you know, started working for this other company um, that sort of allowed me to let go of other things that I was doing. Mm. Um, so I was previously uh, work teaching adjunct um, at our old stomping grounds. Yep. Um, old Dominion Universe. Can I say their name? on? This? Yeah. Okay. Go, go Monarchs. A monarchy. You don't, you don't even know. They won a big game this past Saturday. I think. Did you see that? Virginia. Somebody. Virginia Tech, yeah, Yay! yeah. Um, <laughs> so no, I'm no longer teaching. Um, I was running a fatherhood program at the local children's hospital. I'm no longer doing that um, anymore, and I was blogging for them as well too. And so I've been able to really put more time and attention into the business and trying to get it uh, to where I want it to go, just in terms of the type of content that I want to develop. Um, So my whole goal now is to try to figure out how I could be more hands off Mm. with the company and truly make it a passive um, stream of income Um, because I'm still creating new content on a monthly basis. I'm still sending out a newsletter, um, you know, once or twice a month. Um, And so still hands on in that way, but trying to figure out are there things that I can do to where I can still continue, uh, you know, getting that 
that income and that revenue, um, but be less um, involved um, with the company. So that's where my mentality has been um, as well too. And then even in terms of what we talked about, like being all of these different things for the businesses, I've been just trying to see if there's parts of the business that I can let go of or delegate um, you know, mm-hmm. to someone else. And so I've been, you and I have had discussions about getting like a virtual assistant uh, potentially to come on board. I started working with a company that handles all the financial aspects um, of the business as well um, too. So they do the bookkeeping, they do the business taxes, individual taxes. Um, and that was really the one of the things that I hated about business okay. was just really the financial aspect of it like mm-hmm. making sure i have enough money paying estimated taxes making sure i'm oh in compliance yeah. um you know being a single member llc versus s corp and right um making sure i'm filling out the right forms and so all of that um makes my head hurt yeah and it, so, seems, it seems unnecessarily complicated yeah right and so it's one of those things where the business is doing well now you know it's that um, you know, song and dance that you sort of have to do that balance that you have to have. It's like, I can keep doing this myself or I can pay somebody um, to do it. I mm-hmm. can afford to pay someone to do it, but I prefer to keep this money, <laughs> all of this money, <laughs> you know? Um, and so it gets to a point where it's like, okay, I would be much happier right. if I am paying somebody and I will pay them this amount of money. Yes, I could keep that for myself, but at what cost right um, and so that's kind of where i've been at is just um trucking along and hopefully coming up with a plan to be able to be um more hands off uh, with the business moving forward that's dope that's yeah. dope i've been watching you do that um find ways to automate more to grow and expand mm-hmm. um which is cool to watch because in my in my brain, the way that I think about it, like, oh, you have to give more of yourself for the business to grow. Right. But I'm watching you do the opposite. And I'm like, I don't understand. Like I'm watching it, <laughs> but I still don't understand. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's the ideal place for any business owner to be. Like I want to be able to, to grow, to right. even be able to replicate it if somebody you know, wants to buy a franchise of it or whatever um, right. without me having to turn every dial and switch everybody. So, um, yeah. yeah, I think the concept of passive income has just really been important um, right. to me. It's, you know, the whole mentality of working smarter, not harder, mm-hmm. um, and really taking a look at your business and seeing where are there places where I can automate where I can delegate where this doesn't require my physical presence and you know all my work Um, or even you know when it comes to digital products like where can I put all this work in on the front end Mm -hmm. um, and then it's something that's evergreen and that's going to continue making um, money for me and so um, you know, even a couple of years ago, I started creating like YouTube videos as well too, right. um, like animated YouTube videos. And that's an additional passive stream of income where you do the work one time and, you know, just continues to make money on a, a monthly basis, just based off of views as well too. Mm-hmm. And so, 
Um, really, when I talk to other business owners, that's my one big thing is just like, how can you remove yourself mm -hmm. from the business? You know, I hear people like, oh, I wish I could clone myself, you know, and it's like, well, you can, you know, right. you can record right. yourself like doing this and you can sell it for this amount of money. And there's a lot of areas where that could happen. Right. Right. As well, too. Yeah. You know, and I think, I don't know if other people would agree, but especially for those of us who provide services, for me, that has been like the biggest question. It's like, no, mm. my, I make money when I am physically with people. What do you mean I can make money when I'm not with people? And so. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so, but there are ways, much like what you said. And um, I mean, there are a lot of us out here who are running businesses with zero business degrees. Degrees and other stuff. Tons of right, right, right. But zero. And so we are literally having to figure it out on the fly um, through, through success and failure. And so mm -hmm. that is both exciting, but also exhausting um in, right. in, in that whole thing so yeah I think that's you know when you first become an entrepreneur and you know for the longest time when we used to work at ODU it was just I mean it's scary to want to branch out and be like okay I'm going to open my own it's it seems practice. like a very silly thing to do to walk right from <laughs> guarantee something right like a consistent paycheck <laughs> And healthcare, you know, <laughs> right. um, all these other benefits. Um, but it's also one of those things where, you know, you just need to make sure you're learning as you continue to right. grow. And, um, you know, what I love about this newer generation is that they are taking uh, a hold of these opportunities that they have. Mm -hmm. um, so I was reading the Forbes list recently of like the top 100 creators. Mm -hmm. um, and you see all these kids who are like millionaires and billionaires mm -hmm. off of TikTok and all these other things. And, mm -hmm. you know, the old me would be like, you know, really jealous of, <laughs> you know, like, oh man, all they're doing is dancing in front of a camera and this and that. But it's a lot of them are savvy yeah. when it comes to business. And it's like, mm -hmm. I got to put myself out here. I got to you know, create this new dance. I got to do this. I got to take all these different opportunities. And a lot of them, even though you hate them because they're everywhere, because the kids are really into it, they're really smart, you know, when it comes to that. And I think it's just a wealth of knowledge out there for entrepreneurs to where you don't need to necessarily get a degree to learn a lot or to learn about business. You know, you learn through experience and there's just a lot of information online for you to you know, take hold of, but still mm. scary. Still, hundred percent, hundred percent, right? Yeah, because I, I would say that, like, if we peeling it back even another layer for those of us who are like in mental health, uh, in some form or fashion. Mm. In grad school, we were taught so much about how our work needs to be done behind closed doors, <laughs> right? I mean, you know, of course, be confidential, but right. it's almost like you sit in this dark room and do the work and then that's it. And so the idea that we have to now make ourselves more visible, uh, right. it's like, what, what, what? 
it kind of goes against the things that we are taught. So while there are amazing opportunities in these social media platforms, and there, there are lots of uh, mental health professionals who are on these platforms, Twitter, mm-hmm. TikTok, Instagram, and so on and so forth. Right. Um, we've had to deprogram <laughs> ourselves um, or even find a sweet spot because you would even see now, even recently, there was a black therapist who got into, who had some backlash um, right. because she was, you know, talking about some of the trends and patterns she sees in her um, clients that she works with. Mm. And it didn't sit well with some folks. And so that's another part too. It's like, we are seen as the experts. And if we share, that could either be ignored it could mm-hmm. be received well, or you could get some criticism from people who either know the field or don't know the field at all and just don't like the way you said it or right. how you looked when you said it. And so there's, you know, it's the wild, wild west a little bit out there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It is like a quiet expertise. It is a quiet field because it's behind right. closed doors, it's right. private for the longest time. And I mean, it still continues, but the stigma surrounding health we're even talking about it um surrounding mental health we're even talking about it in general mm-hmm. wasn't something that you did on publicly or right like on social media it was just really um hush hush and so yeah you're right it's like okay let me do my work behind closed doors mm-hmm. um but then it's like you know how can i tell people how good i am you know man I right, that was a right. really good session let me tell you all about it Right. Oh no, I can't. Right. <laughs> you know, I can't say a, can't say a thing about it. And so it's like just smiling in silence, you know. Right. Um, yeah, so that is a tough balance for that uh yeah. um, for that service and that profession mm-hmm. um, in particular. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I I do say that there is always a way to make money off of a profession. You know, you just yeah. have to be smart about it and you know i do think that there are a lot of leaders in the mental health profession on social media being able to do it the right way and being able to advocate um what you're doing as well too and being able to utilize your platform um to do that and to talk about people who uh, you know black entrepreneurs who for the longest time people don't consider their mental health or you know even in the black community Mm -hmm. not even really considering what's really going on? What am I feeling um, Mm -hmm. as well too? So yeah, I think there's plenty of opportunities for that and you're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm out here. That was, how's how's your business? That was my trumpet. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Kind of weird because we're, this is your business currently that we're doing right now and you're talking about your business. So how is this going? (laughs) How is this, this right here? How is this experience going right now for you? Right this moment. Business is, you know, I appreciate you asking that question. Somebody asked me that um, a week or two ago that's mm-hmm. not an entrepreneur. And mm. I didn't know how to respond because I was like, you are asking out of politeness. You don't mm. really care. Not that that was not not in a mean way, but right, like right. It's, it's has it has replaced the "how are you doing?" question, right? Which is kind of sucks because I was like, now you don't even see me; you just see the business. But, <laughs> <laughs> but 
but I had a pause because I was like, I don't know what answer to give because I don't really like small talk. Mm-hmm. And if I really told you everything that was going on, you would not care. And then that would make me mad. And then I would not want to talk to you. And right. so I was like, I don't know how to respond. So I I think I wound up just saying, it's cool. I think that's all I said. So, which is wild because like six out of the seven days, this is my life is doing something, right. touching the business. And for me to dwell it down to cool, that's crazy. Right. Right. So, um, so how's the business? It's cool. I'm just playing. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm in a place with the business where it is challenging me, but not in a way that is that is uh that I feel defeated but like challenged in a good way mm-hmm. um because it's time to like level up there are um because I've kind of maximized the amount of time I can see clients um in the way that feels good to me and right. there's another part and there are other pieces of things services that I am offering um that I need to find kind of like the magic formula around and so I have been trying different methods and and specifically it's like trying to get and I've, you've heard me say this before trying to get black entrepreneurs to slow down and check in on their mental health is mm. a tall task right. <laughs> it's a tall task right. and um and there's like a delicate balance between because what i've noticed um, when I do things, so whether that's the podcast or social media postings, is people are more, more responsive when I share my story or what's going on for me or what has mm-hmm. happened for me. But also, there's a there's a push pull of like that's none of your business. But <laughs> <laughs> but some right. of it is perfectly. Per- I'm perfectly fine with sharing, but it didn't even occur to me that you might need to to hear that story. And so, really. Having- I'm having to be my own like subject and like instrument. It, it's it's weird. Um, That's what I would have assumed what? would be happening is that you are a black entrepreneur. So right. you would be using a lot of your experience and everything that you go through. You'd be talking about that like all the time. Okay. So sometimes often my brain is in therapy mode sometimes when I'm, 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 creating things mm-hmm. because it's like the 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 crossroads of entrepreneurship and mental health right so when I'm creating things I'm thinking about you know that one person removed kind of status when we're in therapy like when we're in therapy we're not talking about let me tell you what a bad day I had you think your day was bad mm-hmm. let me tell you sure. how bad mine was and so when it comes time for me to do stuff with black entrepreneurs it that that button then click on like oh I need to tell them how bad my day was so I can help them with their bad day like that seems what you mean (laughs) (laughs) so I'm having to get used to when to pull in and out of that Um, because I don't do that that's that I wasn't trained that way in fact I was told that that was bad and you know all kinds of stuff so um so yeah, I'm being challenged. I'm being challenged to share more of myself because what I'm finding is the more I share about stuff, the more it 
it lands with people. Um, mm-hmm. But I also don't want to be in a space where it now just becomes about my my peaks and valleys. <laughs> right. no, your struggles. <laughs> right, right, right. Let, let me tell you really, something else. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So the business is, is moving along in the way that it has been, but I can tell that it's not, it's, um, it's, a, it's time to, to, there's a new chapter we're about to roll into in terms of how the business works. Um, uh-huh. And so, so it's uncomfortable, but not in a bad way. Like I'm not worried about it, but I know yeah. that I got to just kind of get through this to get to a place where I can kind of catch a break. Um, so. Okay. So something new is on the horizon. Yeah. 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 Are you going to tell us or? Uh, <laughs> well, what, well, wait. <laughs> Are you going to tell me after this? Episode? No, I'll tell you this. <laughs> you, and you probably already know because you hear stuff, you know, I workshop stuff with you before it ever right. is created. Well, so this all, is good. What do you got? <laughs> so a lot of this is connected to, um, the transition to digital stuff that we've been doing. So, you know, COVID has, for a lot of the Black therapists I know who were doing only in-person services as a result of COVID are are now mostly virtual, if not all virtual. And so I am also in that same spot. And so the things that I'm doing now are really capturing finding ways to capture stuff that I do and send it out to the public. So um, some of that right now is our workbooks, right? So we have new and fresh uh, digital resources that are connected to self-care. So um, one of them is a self-care assessment. Um, So for those of you who might not at all be aware of where you are um, in self-care, it is an assessment that allows you to check in and see how you're doing on seven different dimensions of, of self-care. And then the its partner piece is the workbook. So we have the self-care workbook for Black entrepreneurs. I haven't seen another one. The. 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 Okay. So um, there you get to learn more about the seven different dimensions of self-care. You get to gain some tools and strategies. Um, you create your own regimen by um, kind of going through some self-reflective questions. Um, so it's almost like working with me without me being around. <laughs> mm. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to work with me, there are ways to do that too. But right. <laughs> and so... Um, So yeah, so the idea is to continue to um, do some things with that, um, this kind of self-care piece. And really, so now I'm also working on content around how I came to realize why self-care was important as a Black entrepreneur. So Mm. that'll look like all sorts of things you'll see us posting and putting on the mailing list and all this sort of stuff. So that's the series we're in now. Um, But yeah. So that's that's kind of what's going on in that exciting. Yeah. So uncomfortable but exciting. Right. 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 That's it. Good. Yeah. 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 So but you don't right. like change. You don't like change that much. So. Is I know that how, 
Yeah. You didn't know that? No. Huh. I'm, I'm okay with change. I'm okay. Uh, with some change, I guess. Right. Right. I think you're saying it because you are more uh, organized. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the word you're looking for. <laughs> well, I'll put it like this. You're more organized, traditionally organized. You know what I mean? You have stuff written right. down and all that kind of stuff. And so... <laughs> I don't have a problem with change. I don't. I don't do it in that way. Um, I, yeah, it has the spirit has to move me, and then I move, and so <laughs> right, right, right. so that may or maybe not be written down. Um, okay, I know that frustrates you, but I don't know what else to do with that. Um, that's just kind of how right. we've learned a lot. You like change, <laughs> and you like children. You just don't understand them. All these misconceptions I had about you. Thank you, thank you. (laughs) Did you know that Mind of My Black Business is five years old? Did you know that? I did. I saw a post about it. (laughs) Actually, that's what got me thinking back to when you first created a business and we were talking about the name. Do you remember that? Isn't it awful? I remember we were in the office. I remember we also did a, we we're supposed to be in a training. Remember that one training? Oh, um, like getting CEUs? Yeah, CEU <laughs> training. And we we're both like just working on our businesses the whole time. Um, there's another reason I remember that training because we had a former colleague that, that was there <laughs> as well too. But yeah, it was in that one. I think maybe the music for my Minding My Black Business, we were talking about it in that in that training i just remember there were discussions had um, yeah in that training yeah so that's what stands out to me yeah you you have been very consistent about how it, it telling me about how you can be doing one activity but also planning for another activity while that activity <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i mean that's that's what uh the Every CEU training, I shouldn't say that. It might take my license away, but <laughs> as I was listening and paying attention, I was also... Hypothetically, this is happening. Hypothetically. Yeah, I was doing <laughs> a lot of business planning as well, um, too. So I think we really used that opportunity to as a business check-in <laughs> opportunity at that point, so... Happy anniversary. Thank you. Birthday? Is it a birthday? I don't know, but thank you. (laughs) Happy anniversary. Congratulations. We're five years old. That is incredible. Uh, That's incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I don't I don't hundred percent know how that happened, but I also very much know how that happened. So um time is weird. And I I I know I couldn't have predicted um, some of the stuff that has happened so far um, to have happened. Um, yeah, right. here we are. Here we are. So we have um, we have over a hundred thousand downloads. I think wow. I think we've been downloaded in over a hundred countries at this point. Um, that is crazy. 
Right. You know, there's a part of me that's like, I think it's like two people that's just traveling the world. <laughs> <laughs> there's and a black this, entrepreneur in, right, in Indonesia, right. like, okay. Right, just downloading it in the country. And thank you to those people. <laughs> right. You showed me some of these countries before where it's like, and I'm like oh. how, how, how? Right. But also, it's the name too, right? If I right. and said minding my black business, I would want to know what are you doing? <laughs> right. I was gonna say we should have those people from those countries call in and you know just to talk to them and find out more. Or maybe they should email you. That'd be kind of cool. Sure. Right? Yeah. If yeah. you are from any country, yeah, feel free to email me. <laughs> well, you want someone from the US emailing you and be like, hey. But so, okay. Anyone besides the United <laughs> but then that, yeah. that doesn't feel fair. But okay, anyone, everyone, just email. <laughs> if you're listening right now, sending an email to. Uh, yeah, we love yeah. to hear why, why, how, how you found us. What keeps you listening? Right. What makes you share? Um. Yeah. I would be really interested to hear that. Yeah. And I've heard some stories that some people are listening to the podcast like with their families, and I'm like. Huh. that's awesome but also, I'm, I'm sorry to the families I didn't <laughs> you know it was a family program <laughs> that's, um, yeah so you know recording a podcast I, and I, I think you've heard me describe it like this before it's, it's much like talking to a wall hmm. and so when I record particularly if I'm doing solo episodes, it's me and my thoughts in the air. And so the right. idea that people are listening, it that that part still kind of blows my mind. Um, right. So want you to listen, but I'm also like completely shocked. Uh, <laughs> so it's why like, are you listening? Are you listening yeah. to me? Yeah, yeah, it's cool. And, and you're still listening five years in. Cause I had a, you know, I had a hiatus. I took like, what, like six, seven months off. Um, mm. It wasn't playing, but I needed it. And right. came back and people are still listening. Even more people are listening than before. And so uh, I'm like, did I end up on some kind of list I don't know about? Or <laughs> so, You were on a list recently. I, I saw that list. on there. Why don't we talk about that? Yeah, what was that yes. for? Yes. Uh, the list was through the 2190 publication mm. and it was the top 10 podcast for black women entrepreneurs. Very specific. And to, quite specific. Be, <laughs> and, and to be honest, you know, not to brag, but I should be on the list. I should, if that's, right. if, if that's the list, I should, I should be on that one. Right, right, right. Okay. Well deserved, though. Well deserved. Yeah. Uh, but there were a couple of other folks on that list that I have had, uh, you know, some level of interaction with. Um, mm. So there is um, Side Hustle Pro, who's kind of holding down this Black entrepreneurship space. Because I think she recently had like 7 million downloads, and that's wow. phenomenal. Um, and then there's another podcast called Black to Business. Um, 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, I, like um, that. I have done some stuff with her. Um, so I was excited to see them, to see them both there as well. So cool. That's also cool too, is that you start to have these you know, communities of people that you may or may not ever be their person, but right. you very much feel like you know them or have some, you know, connection to them when you see them in these spaces. So right. that's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. I've gotten us off track. My bad. Uh, we're talking, <laughs> we're talking about self-care. So how would you say that you're doing in general? How would you say that you're doing when it comes to self-care as an entrepreneur, not Andrew, the, the personal Andrew, but (laughs) we don't, we don't care about that. (laughs) I mean, we do, but that's another conversation as the entrepreneur, CEO, CTO, CFO, CTO, CFO, there's a CCO, right? I feel like you're just making stuff up now. COO. Yeah. It's a lot. It is a lot. It is. How you doing? Um, good. Oh. <laughs> uh, do you really care how I'm doing, or are you? Just... I do. I <laughs> or, yeah. okay. or are you just asking? As the entrepreneur, I am doing good because the company is meeting its goals Mm -hmm. um so you know i'm very goal oriented um at the start of every year i have resolutions personally i have business resolutions um as well too and so when i closed the practice a couple years ago um as i mentioned previously the the main intention was to focus full-time on uh, mile marks the online company and so i made a lot of changes just in terms of, okay, I need to spend more time doing, um, you know, certain things. I talked about delegating. I raised the price of Mm. uh, my products, which had to go back and forth Mm. (laughs) over. I raised them 11 cents, which doesn't sound like a big deal, (laughs) but it stressed me out to no end. I was like, oh man, are people going to come back? You know, when they come back and see this worksheet's one dollar, they still gonna buy it. Yeah. Um, so they did come back. Um, and you know, I think business has been steady, um, which is good to see, especially transitioning to that job as the main uh source of income. I think, as I mentioned before as well, too, trying to make it as passive as possible. Work-life balance is something that's really important to me and like whatever job and career that I've had, as long as I'm an entrepreneur, I value um, making time to be with the family and be there for specific moments. Um, And working from home as well, too, has really improved my Mm self-care part of it. Um, other parts of it has decreased um, other aspects of self-care, self-care, but in terms of psychologically and emotionally, you know, I just feel a lot happier not having to commute, mm. you know, not having to dress up, you know, and being able to, in a way, I feel like I can be myself 
Um, whereas I think a lot of times with service-based jobs, you are performing um, in a way which at the end of the day is just really draining and exhausting. So, um, you know, being able to still have energy when the kids come home from school um, is a great thing. So, yeah, I think as far as that goes, things have been looking good um, self-care wise. You said working from home has been good, but then also not good. Um, so socially, oh. um, it has removed me from people. Yeah. To where I... Because I, I used to come to your office if your door was open. Right. I used to love having people come to my office. <laughs> I used to love going to people's office. Um even outside of work, you know, yeah. like having gatherings, we used to do Friendsgiving, you know, That's every right. year we used to have people over for dinner. Um, we used to try to do a lot of things. And so, um, you know, the combination with COVID mm. and then working remotely as well too. And so there's just moments where if it really, you know, wasn't for my kids involvement in certain things or having to drop my, daughter off at preschool you know I could go like two or three days without leaving the house or interacting with someone right. outside of you know my family and then even where I live um, you know purposely got a lot of land and space to be away from neighbors um, as well too and it's sort of it's isolating is that a positive like I don't mind it which I think can be um it's interesting it's like okay now I've gotten to a point where like you know I'm okay without like interacting with people so I don't know if I should be concerned that's um, interesting not, you, yeah. you like you like people I did yeah did <laughs> actually this is a good analogy uh-huh. you know, to bring it back to how you feel about children is that I like people I don't understand them. And I think there is a series of things that have gone into like me not wanting to be around others. And so part of it is being a clinician for so many years and like having sessions where you are, you know, seeing seven to eight clients Mm -hmm. on a consistent basis, focusing on um, other people as well. And then I've developed a, little bit of anxiety as well too um Mm. you know being in in public spaces Mm -hmm. i think because i analyze myself all the time so you know i think part of it is um our previous president um you know he who shall not be named (laughs) (laughs) um brought out certain types of behaviors and characteristics in people that i would rather not like like racism like racism, violence, white supremacy, um, white supremacy. <laughs> um, and I think especially in the area that we live in yeah. um, as well, too, it's, you know, there's a lot of that where it's just been easier not to interact mm. with people like that that could potentially put me or my family in harm's way if they mm. vehemently believe that, you know, that that same rhetoric and are willing to storm a capital, you know, because right. of it or, or be violent. Um, 
And then honestly, the uh, the mass shootings as well too that have yeah. occurred. Um, you know, even like with what happened in Buffalo, where that one was racially mm-hmm. targeted. Um, you know, it's something that I think people feel it for a while, but don't really look about take a look at how it affects you like right. on an ongoing basis and you know that's something traumatic to where it's like wow someone could come and want to take your life because of the color of your skin um Mm -hmm. and then you know just the inability for our country to do anything um about it just you know makes me just feel safer Mm -hmm. at Mm -hmm. home and it's like all right it's safer being at home than when i'm out here in public you know Mm -hmm. there's certain interactions that I just don't want to have, or that make me feel mm-hmm. um, anxious as well too. So a lot of that has contributed to just how I feel socially and being around mm. um, other people as well. That's real. That is real. Um, yeah. It seems like the threats are increasing rather than mm-hmm. <laughs> decreasing right um it's uh, it's becoming more and more the price of being in a black body uh is high it's high uh, a lot of threats so right. um i understand it i understand it for sure for sure yeah how do you feel about now that our office is closed i mentioned that in a previous episode that mm-hmm. um one of the transitions was that I no longer have an office suite and Andrew and I were office buddies. How do you feel about that? None of our office is closed. Great. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. I'm like, what answer is she looking for? <laughs> the truth? Uh, I was ready to let, <laughs> let go of that place. I, um, I, uh, I think that's one of my... My strengths is I I think I do really well with transition. Um, so like when it's time to move on to the next chapter, you know, I'm able to fully get my mindset there and to be able to fully let go of, you know, previous things and previous experiences. And, you know, I think there's still understanding the good times we had, you know, clients that we had, just the feeling of having your own office space and making those types of business decisions and um, really that real foray into, man, like I'm an entrepreneur. I have a physical space and people right. are coming and my name is out there on the sign, you know, right. I think it's one of those things that's pretty cool to see. And, you know, family comes in town, like, let's go check out my office, you yeah. know, look at, look at my name. Whose name is that? You know, that's, <laughs> right. that sort of thing. And, um, you know, the freedom to make the space your own um, right. as well, too. I think those were the cool things about being in that um, office space. But yeah, I think it's also recognizing that was a cool chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always look back because it's something that's got me to where I am now. And I feel like I'm at a place where I am 100% doing what I want to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, with my life and my skills and my talents um, and every job I've had since my first one has pushed me along mm. um, that path. And so, yeah, same thing with 
you know, owning the practice and having that office space as well too. So, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. That's dope. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to add my thoughts on self-care. <laughs> Let's hear it. Are we going to talk about this assessment? This one yeah, assessment right after that you this. came up with? Okay. Because this, this, this is how we warmed them up. Okay. Tell them about what we were already thinking about self-care. We took the assessment that told us how we're really doing about self-care. <laughs> right, right. And now, and now that we have those answers, you know, if our life has changed any as a result of that. So right. prior to taking the assessment, um, there were certain things that through the nature of the job that in my mind were things to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of that was like the emotional part of self-care, the psychological stuff, you know, make sure I have maintain my boundaries and mm-hmm. have uh safe and and calm spaces and um you know making sure I have people around me that I want around me and not people that I feel obligated to have around me and Mm -hmm. that is for me that has been the biggest difference in entrepreneurship I don't do a lot of like networking I don't Mm -hmm. do I don't I did at the beginning at the beginning if there was a little whatever networking come meet the whatever's I would right. I did not want to go because I'm a strong introvert and the idea of walking into a room full of people I don't know and I don't have any context for it's not like we all do the same work it's not like you know mm. it's, it's terrifying and not appealing but I would do it <laughs> um or cold calling you know people uh. Uh, whether that was you know doctor's offices or whatever to let them know if there's a new therapist in it why are you making this face <laughs> no yeah I'm just reliving those memories of <laughs> having to do that networking and calling, right. you know that's what they tell you to do right sending out flyers and all that you right know? even the idea of social media because prior to the business I had like I had a Facebook account that I had for some time Mm-hmm. And I created an Instagram, but only to be nosy and look at other people's pictures, not to post pictures. Right, that's, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I know everything going on with your business. <laughs> yeah, you turned five. Were you on a list? Yeah. I'm just snooping on IG. So that's you. Okay. okay <laughs> that's me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I respect it. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so I don't I don't do as much as that now. You know, I'm in a season of my business where I don't find those things necessary. Mm-hmm. Not that it's not necessary to meet people. And I, I do meet people, but I don't do it in those ways because it makes me uncomfortable. I'm not, um, there are some people that kind of have like that salesman energy or can see things in, in terms of like, let me, let me go in there and massage these folks. And, you know, I don't have, that's not my energy. I don't have it. Right. And if I try to do it, I don't think it lands well. So mm-hmm. um, I've been able to find ways to find community, create community in a way that feels good. So um, self-care, when it comes to those pieces, the social piece, the emotional piece, the psychological piece mm-hmm. um, of self-care, I've been doing quite well on, which is interesting for someone who is such a strong introvert 
but I found people who also respect it. You know, they don't push the, you know, I think they probably are also introverts. So they respect like we need time apart, time together, time apart, time together. And right. um, so that's been cool. The the place where I I predicted um <laughs> uh, or the place that has always been like the bane of my existence as a business owner is the financial self-care piece. Mm. I don't I need money, right? We all need money to make this to live life. <laughs> you just do. It's not free. Life's not free. And um that was the beauty of having a job. You didn't have to think about it. It just showed up. Right. Just go to work and it'll just pop up. And um, and there might even be opportunities to get more money from whatever reason, a promotion, an evaluation, or whatever. Um, but as an entrepreneur, my every activity has to be dedicated to generating income. And mm. What's the phrase, Andrew? What is it? If it don't make money, it don't make sense. Or something like that. Don't make money, don't make sense. Yeah. Right. Uh, so if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. Either way. I like the second one better. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> of course you like. But there's another one too about outcome and income. If there's no outcome. It doesn't matter. Oh, but, yeah. we, we used to say that one all the time. Right. What was that one? As long as the outcome is income or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you got to constantly have money on the mind. You have to right. be figuring that out. And I don't like that because that's not how I live my life. I like to just like float through life and, <laughs> <laughs> and do the stuff I want to do. And but you can't do that. But you can't do that. You have to very much like what you were saying with you know having. uh, I'm assuming your accountant and bookkeeper and all those kind of place people, um, who are, uh, you know, experts in the number counting and making sure Mm -hmm. these things happen. And um, but then even stuff that you want to add to the business that requires some level of uh, you know, financial sacrifice and people right. you want to incorporate in the business because now it's time to get a social media manager or an assistant or um yeah you have to always be thinking about money and that is exhausting to me um because the money cycle is like a 30 31 day cycle like okay i did it this month i made it all happen all right okay. and then the first thing <laughs> what happens you got to do it all over again it is, it's a mess yeah. it's a mess. It's exhausting so, yeah 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 so that has always been since since the beginning of the business. Uh, mm-hmm. so my one like Achilles heel is like having to pay attention to it, having to think about it and such. I don't like it. I don't like having to do that. So, mm-hmm. um, um, but the other parts have created so much freedom and for me so much alignment. Like I get to wake up easy. <laughs> And just make sure I'm somewhere by nine o'clock or 10 o'clock or whatever. Right. Uh, as opposed to being somewhere at 8 a.m. Like who that I would do it, but I would just not be happy for like the first two hours of the workday. Right. So, so 
the idea that I can work in a way that fits the, my natural way of like thinking or my natural way of being or place to my strengths. I don't have to ask permission to try a new thing. Mm -hmm. I don't have to ask permission to stop a thing um, or to work with somebody. You know, I don't have to ask for the budget for, to print something. You know what I mean? Like I don't have to... <laughs> if we need new equipment, I can just make it happen or be like, right. you, don't, you want it, but you don't need, you know what I mean? Like, it's just a lot of, I like that. I like that. Um, and cause I truly get to kind of do the work that I do. I don't have to think about all the politics of it. And I don't know if this is positive or negative, but I've been, I've kind of insulated myself as a result of owning the business because mm -hmm you know, my focus and priorities on black folks. Um, <laughs> and so, right. so the extent to which I, I interact with other people is, is not a lot to be quite honest, unless I like go to the grocery store or, mm. um, now I did go traveling recently. And so being in the airport is always a reminder, like, oh yeah, there are all these other people, uh, in the world. <laughs> you got your monthly meetups too. Monthly meetups, right. right? So I have monthly meetups with other Black therapists. Saw that on Instagram. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, and we are trying to, you know, have quarterly in-person time, which is mm -hmm. always wonderful. So I was aware that I had some things that were a lot more easier to me to do, and then some things that were not as as easy. Um, but so when it was time to take the assessment, I was pretty confident about um, where my scores would be, but there were still a couple of things that surprised me. <laughs> right, right. There's still a couple of things surprised me. So I'll just go ahead and share since I said that. So, yeah. um, so the things that I said I was good at, the assessment told me, it confirmed. Um, so that <laughs> and the results so, say right. That you social, are good at it. Yeah. Social self care, the psychological self care, the emotional self care. All of those were great. Um, the places that need improvement, um, or or that were you know less than stellar. What's the mm. financial self care, which I you know just explained. The other one was um, the spiritual self-care. And so I was like, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I, I don't I don't begin my meditation on, my prayer on. I don't do that. Um, All right. <laughs> I think about it like, oh, that's a good idea. Do I do it? Mm. I used, I, I, I don't do that. I should do better. Probably tell people to do it. I 100% right. tell people to do it. I 100% do and then the physical self-care. And that is, uh, it's interesting. It, to me, that's like a, almost like an occupational ha hazard as a therapist. Um, and yeah. that if you are seeing clients, much like you mentioned, for some of us, we're seeing anywhere between five to eight people, nine people a day. Right. So if you think about a work day being eight, nine hours and all of that time is spent person after person. And for the majority of us, we are, you know, sitting down and doing our sessions, whether that's in person or virtual. Our workday then is literally trying to be physically <laughs> present. 
So mm-hmm. I'm going to do my other activities of the day as quick as possible so that I can be physically present for my for my clients. So other activities being getting a glass of water, having a meal, using the restroom, seeing right. outside. Like, so those things may or may not happen for, um, you know, 10 hours of the work day. And so, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know about for you, but at the end of a day, I also... It's almost like I have to decompress. Like I can't even listen to people. So I started doing the thing and I don't know if I'm gonna keep doing it where I turn my ringer off for like an hour after I see clients. Cause I don't mm. really want to talk to anybody. Cause I don't, it's like I'm at capacity. My ears are at capacity. I can't listen to you in a way that's going to feel good. And I don't really want to talk to you about <laughs> what's going on. Cause it's just a lot of noise. Like I need, stuff to quiet down and um and particularly if it's been really heavy like people have had really traumatic experiences and I I have all that energy around me so I don't really have a good solid routine right now in terms of how to like manage that in a consistent way because some some days are perfectly fine but then other days you'll get surprised by how heavy it feels so yeah I think one of the things that was happening to me as well too um and you know you have a long day of talking to clients and giving them all your attention and your drain and then you know i come home and there's a wife and there's the kids and Mm -hmm. you know kids are like they don't care you know they don't care how your day was (laughs) and so they have a level of energy and i remember specifically a couple years ago um and this is where I, i sort of felt like I had to make a, a shift in my mindset, but it was my birthday, um, actually. And I had, you know, I was still working. I saw clients that day and I got off a little bit early, um, but it's still like an exhausting day, Yeah. but it was like dreading going home. Cause I know the knew the kids were excited. Like they had planned so right. much and got cards and cake oh. and all of that. And it was like, you know, like, I just want to, decompress and take it easy and you know so that whole time looking back at that moment it's like I don't want to feel like that you know I don't want to take that joy away from those special family moments right um and so yeah I think exactly what you're talking about it's like spending all day at work and then you go home it's like what do you have to give to yourself Mm -hmm. and others you know as well too Right. right and I think that's where that idea of self-care comes in because Mm -hmm. it's um and some people think like just going home and crashing and like just like watching netflix is Mm -hmm. self-care it's like like are you doing self-care or you just you just physically can't do it anymore you're just mentally like exhausted and can't move um and so that's the thing it's like after a hard day hard day at work it's like um you know, just being mindful of, am I taking care of myself? Am I giving to the people who really matter mm-hmm. um, as well too? And that's where I had to make that mindset shift. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very important. Yeah. yeah. And I think the way I have counteracted that is uh, put boundaries around the days that I see clients. So rather mm-hmm. than seeing clients Monday through Friday, I only see them Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Now, it makes Tuesday and Wednesday, Thursday intense days, for sure. Right. But (laughs) those other buffer days on either side are quite nice. Um, They feel way more balanced. 
Um, that's when the plants get watered. That's when the blinds are open. I mean, it truly is like a <laughs> a Disney movie. Music right. <laughs> jamming, you know. So um, so yeah, that continues to be a work in progress. But mm-hmm. um those were the ones that I saw that like, oh, based on these results, I clearly need to do better in these in these areas. So right. yeah. What about what about you? What were your strong suits not so strong um yeah i mean as i as i was going through the assessment you know i'm like okay i know what you're looking for you know (laughs) i know what this question is really trying to (laughs) trying to ask me um but i think going into it i i was aware of um what would be low and what would be um high so my low was my lowest was social Mm. Um, so just for all the reasons that I, um, you know, talked about previously and, you know, just working from home and mm. working, you know, does that, I just don't have the opportunity to be around other people. Um, you know, but then outside of that, just in terms of reaching out to others socially, um, cause things change. Like once you get married but then once you have children then you're hanging out with like the parents of your kids friends I was like okay, what do I do with my kids um and then I think maybe another podcast episode we could take a look at adult friendships and adult male friendships yeah um as well too and you know I've tried to make friendships over the years that you know didn't end up turning um into anything as well too um you know my really close friend lives in New York, so I don't see him uh, very often. Shout out to Ron Bay. Yeah, what up, Ron Bay? Um, <laughs> I don't even see you that often. And, I know. You know we probably need, they probably need to, <laughs> to change that as well, too. Um, but yeah, I think it's just that social uh, piece of it to where I've always been looking for friendships because they mean a lot to me. And, you know, yeah. standards of friendships uh, mean a lot um as well too but you know with adult relationships people being busy um that isn't something that I've I've had and so I think I've gotten to a place where it's just been like okay I no longer like want to try um uh-huh. anymore oh that's all right but you say that okay yeah I mean I I think it just gets to a point and you know I'm busy as well too and so yeah. it's like okay let's try to find time to hang out with someone and you got to make sure that your schedule is aligned but then you make you know just making sure that you click with that person and making sure that the friendship is balanced that they're communicating with you just as much as you're reaching out to them right. um and so there hasn't been a lot of that you know there's just Know, maybe one or two people I knew I know that do a good job like checking in or calling and, and different things like that but um and maybe that's just an adult thing and that's normal and so that's taken some getting used to yeah. um on the social piece of it um and then my other lowest was spiritual as well I'm in the same boat mm-hmm. um as you um, so in terms of religion I've never really been a you know, when I was younger, um, you know, it played a bigger part in my life, but it doesn't necessarily now. Um, but as far as like taking moments to be mindful, um, taking moments to 
appreciate what's around me and, and you know what's bigger than me I don't really take those moments it's one of those things like where like when you have time to like go sit outside and just be like ah you know this is wonderful you know and then it's like all right I did it today I gotta okay. do it again tomorrow right. you know <laughs> I gotta go appreciate nature again tomorrow well you know some people um, start their day with that whether that's like affirmations or they do uh, more power to them yes. affirmations never really work uh for me or meditation never really um work for me and you know for real it, it does work for a lot of people so right. you know, shout out to um the people who that works for but that's not something that has always or ever really worked um for me so I figured that I would score pretty low um on that one so my highest was financial oh, cool. um, Mm -hmm. believe it or not <laughs> um yeah I, I think when things are they say money doesn't make you happy right <laughs> but I think when there's like financial stability right. you know, life is just better because it op opens up a lot of opportunities and takes stress off of certain areas um as well too and so I've always been big in terms of just making sure that everything has is in order financially. And so like when you start a business, it is, okay, what do I need to get in place? Am I in compliance with all of these different things? Like, am I paying the right taxes? Am I paying them on time? Who do I have in charge of that? Um, and making sure that's good to go. But then also setting financial goals for myself, for the business, um, and then personally as well, too, um, taking a look at other financial opportunities and ways to bring in income or passive income um, as well. So um, I always like to make sure that I'm doing everything that I can to be good financially. And even when I was working, all of those other jobs and positions was okay. I need to bring in money, um, you know, for the family, for that financial security. And even though, um, you know, it was draining at times, but just making sure it didn't consume me. But I, I do know the importance um, of money. And I think it's good as entrepreneurs to recognize that. Mm -hmm. um, and yes, it doesn't buy you happiness um but it's still something that is important to a business like you're in business to make money to sustain your business but then also sustain your family and then if possible sustain it on a generational level mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. as well too so i think it's doing what you can to set yourself up um, to be financially stable mm -hmm. and so yeah that was my highest one um psychological emotional um as i mentioned i think what i'm doing now has put me closer to what i was meant to do um and see that's so it, I, that sentence feels spiritual to me what you just said that's not spiritual oh my god that's emotional <laughs> right um that's not spiritual it might be it could be Thank i think you, so Jesus. Did you say thank uh, you? <laughs> you're so ridiculous. If you're listening. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I, uh, UFO, I am a lot, but go ahead. <laughs> a lot closer to um, really honing in on my talents and, and using them. Um, and that's something that I like to talk to entrepreneurs about. Um, mm -hmm. I know you always think I'm trying to get people out of the field of because therapy. I am not. I just know that we are more than one thing. Um, and a lot of people don't really tap into those other things and those multiple like we are all multi-talented um did you talk to al have you talked to al yet i have talked to al yeah we are talking don't worry he's still doing therapy okay that was my <laughs> <laughs> he's still doing therapy for now but oh my um, god right yeah so we are all multi-talented um yeah and i think we to pick one we make it our careers but that specific thing that we're good at may not be the one that brings us happiness right um and so i think it's figuring out what are my talents um i can continue to do this thing but how can i really um get to know myself better and really put this talent to good use and so mm -hmm. i really just want people to explore their multiple talents and if you can tie it into what you're doing as you're career you know that's even better but at least just say hey what else are you good at you know what else do you enjoy doing yeah yeah that's fair so it, now that you have your results what are there things that you're going to do differently um i think the uh and that's really why i have been introspective about my the social piece of it Okay. I'm um, really trying to figure you know out. No, there is a monthly black therapist meetup. I am not a therapist, though. I, uh, you describe yourself as a therapist when you. No, I am a licensed professional. <laughs> that is, that is, I, that is a license that I have. Yes, but I am, I am not a therapist. So you, you, I am not a. You're not a therapist. I don't really want to talk about that field. Um. You know, I want to talk about other, other stuff. So that's what keeps me from being around other. But when we like when therapists. we are in person, we don't tend to talk about it. Virtually, we do, but in person, okay. we don't. So maybe I might come out to more in person because we're doing also, I, we're doing activities. So we focus. feel like an imposter then, too. Like I, I'm not practicing. I shouldn't be here. That sort of thing. But people know you and stuff. And everyone was looking at me like he's not practicing. Why is he still here? So. Is that what happened when you came to the meetup in May? Yeah, I saw some people talking between themselves. Probably they talking were whispering about, about, me, about you not practicing. talking about me and my lack of lack of qualifications to be at that meetup. So, well, what was well, okay? So let me give folks context because they probably don't have no idea what I'm talking about. So <laughs> every month, um, I help facilitate a black therapist meetup. And it is a group of Black therapists who are in the area. And I am in the Hampton Roads area of uh, Virginia. And so um, every so often, once a quarter now, we are doing in-person activities. Um, the others are virtual via Zoom. And Andrew joined us in May. In May, Yay. we did a cooking class at the Naya Cooking Culinary Studio in Chesapeake, um, a Black-owned business. Uh, shout out to Chef D. Um, and we did a cooking class on 
how did they describe it? But essentially it was like health, uh, healthy meals for busy professionals is what's the title. Mm. Um, and so there were almost 30 of us there. It was a lot of folks. Um, there were a lot, yeah. yeah, which was exciting. Uh, cause you know, you see some of these people I never met in person. I'd only met virtually and it was that moment that I got to see them in person. So that's pretty wow. cool. Yeah. And um I had a good time. But <laughs> what was your experience like as someone who's not, you know, frequently you truly everybody, well not everybody, there were a few people there you already knew. And right. um what was that like for you? So first it took a lot for me to leave the house because it was at seven at night. It was. And now not sure who plans an event that late. <laughs> yeah, I put the girls to sleep and it's like, oh, I gotta go out. Was it at eight? It was not. It was started at seven. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's one trying to get me out the house like after. Um, that's that's tough. So but I went. Um, it was good. I think I had a it was good to be around people. I could tell the difference in like maybe the way I interacted because I'm aware of my reduction in social skills. You know, the mm-hmm. less that I am around people, the less that I have that practice of um, engaging in conversation, asking these questions. And so um, it was a little bit of like, how do you, how do I do this? What do I talk about? Um, and then I think it's similar to like how you feel about small talk to to where it's like you know since some of them I was able to engage in conversation um you know because I had worked with them previously or you know we had a connection previously and so and I think with others it was more of a like a small talk type of feel you know so it's like not really having the best social skills that you previously had and then like being in so there was like moments of feeling like uncomfortable or more anxious, but I think it's still good for me to put myself in those spaces. Um, but still, I mean, I, I think I'm, I'm changing and developing as well too. And I may not be the same person that I, I previous, you know, previously was. And so it's understanding maybe I'm just someone who prefers like these one-on-one more intimate Mm-hmm. um interactions with people where it's like this real deeper type of discussion deeper dive and so yeah I think it was a good time but it's still trying to figure out figure out who I am you know spiritually <laughs> did that did did it change as the activity changed so in the beginning we were kind of getting the like orientation to what was going to happen but then right. there was a part where we were all kind of in our stations cooking where hopefully there wasn't small talk going on. While so we- I will tell you, oh. I did not like that because you didn't like the cooking part of the cooking plan? So I love cooking. I but as my kids and my wife will tell you at home, when daddy's cooking, no one else should be in the kitchen. Oh. <laughs> it's like everyone out the kitchen nope don't come talk to me I'm in my element I'm cooking I know you know put this in the oven for this time and that's going to time up perfectly for this 
there's just a lot going on. I'm, right. You know, tasting this needs a little bit more of that. Um, so to be cooking around others and to be <laughs> instructed and to be watching other people like, ooh, that's not how you do that. Or I wouldn't cut cut my onions that way. Um, so that was challenging. Um, that piece of it. <laughs> I did not know all that was going on. Well, I wouldn't have. Yeah, I wouldn't there's have. a lot. There's a lot going on. But it's still a good time, yeah. You didn't even enjoy like the whipped cream stuff, making the whipped cream. No, no, that was the same thing. Get out <laughs> <of> my space. <laughs> you would have preferred us all be in another room while you cook. Yeah, I would have preferred, honestly, like when it comes to having people over and hosting. Like I love cooking for right people, um, so I would have preferred you guys stayed in the room and talk, <laughs> and I would have cooked. Made you guys the food, set it up for you, and then dip. And then <laughs> that's my uh, idea of a good social outing. <laughs> <laughs> that's not social. <laughs> that's social a little bit. You said <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Well, so I, I know that socially that there are things um, that I need to work on. I know that there's places socially where I've regressed. Um, as well too but it's it is navigating who I am now navigating adult relationships yeah um, male relationships different things like that as well too so yeah well I appreciate your sacrifice it was yeah. on a, a 7 p.m on a Thursday on a so Thursday, it wasn't even a weekend right? even yeah I so know. I know I'm sorry yeah. thank you for coming you're welcome yeah let's do it again we're gonna have a Christmas. <laughs> we're gonna have a Christmas party in early December. And so I will do my best to not make that. I don't know. Last time we did it on a Thursday night as well. And some people were like, Can we have this on Saturday? And I was like, I feel like we're gonna run into the same issue, y'all. Y'all gonna be like, right. my kids got this to do and da da da. And I'm like, see, right. Can't win for losing. But uh, <laughs> Get, creating creating room and schedules is 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 tricky for lots of things. So, um, yeah. But I'm glad you were there. Um, and and because I wanted you to be in a room with other black therapists because this work is isolating, even though you don't identify as a therapist. But <laughs> it is always good to be around other black people. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that's a good space to be in and you know it's a good space for me and something that I recognize I need mm -hmm. more of um as well too as I you know it's just like searching for mm -hmm. diversity and you know depending on where you live that could be difficult depending right. on your profession as well too right. um so there's certain things that I know um would make my life more fulfilling so I think being around people who look like me um mm -hmm. is a big part of it as well too so yeah Gotta go find out where they at. Yeah. Well, Felicia and Michelle were both excited that you were there. Right. And so I didn't tell them, but they were excited that you were there. Like, yeah. yeah, it was really good seeing them and catching up with them. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes these things feel like little reunions. So that's Felicia's that same way too. You know, she she's serious about her cooking. So she was probably feeling the same way <laughs> that, that I was feeling. So I don't want to check in with her. I will. 
<laughs> you you both were troopers. You powered right. through it, even though you were uncomfortable about us being in the kitchen with you at a cooking class. Right. <laughs> yeah, you said it. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's interesting okay but yeah so i you know thank you for sharing the parts about your self-care the things that you've learned and um you know the way that the transition the way that the the workbook is set up it, it has been helpful for, for me to Look at the things connected to financial self-care, connected to spiritual self-care and um, to see what I what I need to do to kind of jumpstart those areas and physical self-care. Um, you know, things like, have I gone to all my doctor's appointments? I definitely need an eye exam. I feel like it's time. <laughs> mm-hmm. So things that are easy to, to kind of just drop off uh, your list. Um, because life happens so um you know the workbook is a good reminder and the assessment is a nice jump start to that so we will make sure that there is a link to the workbook the self-care workbook the (laughs) black entrepreneur yeah 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 there's a lot of self-care workbooks out there but right they are not specifically right to black entrepreneurs that's it that's it yeah any any words of wisdom for black entrepreneurs? What you got? Um, I think I said it already just in terms of really tapping into actually I got a few words of wisdom. How much time uh-huh. <laughs> and I think yeah, that's often yeah. this, this podcast, but I think tapping into your multiple talents, um that was the one thing for me for finding like true happiness and like what made me feel happy was that um, understanding that I am a creative person and that these things, you know, came, you know, they come easy to me that may not necessarily come easy mm. to other people. And so I recognized like, oh, this was a, a talent, um, something I thought everyone had, but it was, um, you know, you know, unique to me and others as well too. But um, so really being able to lean into that and then tap into that um, is really what has helped propel my business as well, too. So I always encourage people to explore their multiple talents um, and then do things that make you happy. Um, sounds cliche, but it's I'm always checking in with like people I talk to or friends or colleagues and like, are you happy? Um, like that's a, a big question that I asked. And it, like, there's always like a pause because people never really take a pulse on like, are you really happy? What's going on? And mm-hmm. we just kind of go through life being content and satisfied with the way that things played out. Um, but, you know, just a big question. Are you happy and happy in all parts of your life as well too? Um, I'm real proponent of being aware of like burnout Um, Mm. burnout is real um and it's it's damaging you know i was reading an article about how it physically you know changes your brain you know permanently right and so it has all these impacts and effects on people um the people don't understand that it's similar to depression as well too Mm. and so like asking yourself are you 
happy. Um, and I think you hit on it when you were talking about entrepreneurship as well, too, and the amount of control mm-hmm. that you have and how you can make changes in your business to make yourself happy. Right. Like, if you don't want to wake up at 6 a.m., then no, don't, you know, all I right, let me not schedule my first client until this. If you right. don't want to work five days a week, okay, how can I make it work financially to where mm-hmm. I can only work three days a week. And so it's like schedule your business around your happiness um, because you want to be happy doing what you do you right. know, is, is so important. Um, and then lastly, on the physical self-care piece of it, um, like go to your checkups, go to your annual um, appointments. And that's something that, you know, recently, it, like I've had to make some lifestyle changes just because I went to the doctor like first time in five years and was like, mm-hmm. uh, you need to make some changes. Mm-hmm. And I thought I was doing everything good, you know, but there's a lot of silent killers out there. And so, um, and COVID um, changed things. And I, you know right, I mean? right. Yeah. yeah. So I think people just need to take care of yourself. Just make that appointment mm-hmm. um, physically, um, you know, being an entrepreneur is going to take a toll on you. And so you got to take care of your body right. and make sure you're in the best uh, health as possible. So that's it. Yeah. <laughs> just that one thing I wanted to say. <laughs> no, I think, I think that was awesome. Uh, where, where can the people find you? What you got, what's up, up your sleeve next? What's the next projects? Tell us. I don't, do I want to be found? Okay. <laughs> Where, where can the people find your work? You can find my work. Yeah, don't look for me personally, but okay. you can find my work at www.milemarks.com, which is M-Y-L-E-M-A-R-K-S.com. Um, and then also the other company that I told you I work for, Hopscotch, you can find us at joinhopscotch.com. Um, and I believe you will find me there because I am on the website page with my picture and all so (laughs) you can find me there that's awesome oh Uh -oh. that's in it like we always do so what does minding my black business mean Mm. to you oh what did i say last time i was on it doesn't matter because i want to know today's (laughs) Um, minding my black business. Yeah, a lot has changed for black entrepreneurs over the past right. uh, few years. Um, I think a big part of it is awareness. Um, I think awareness of the challenges of black entrepreneurship. Um, so just as I said previously, there's a lot of self-care workbooks out there, but is there a lot of you know, are there a lot of specific content for Black entrepreneurs um, out there? And so I think, you know, the work that you're doing is is great. And the work that other people are doing is great to highlight that intersection of being Black and being in business um, as well, too, in specific businesses. Um, so I think just being aware that your blackness plays a role in business and seeking the resources and support um, that you need for that as well too, just in terms of 
even who you choose to be a business buddy or some of the trainings and seminars that you go to, um, you know, like even us being, well, me being a former clinician, but you being no, a former clinician, um, <laughs> some of our white counterparts, right? If we were to talk to them about business and things like that, they have a different experience than we would have. You know, oh, there's 100%. other hurdles that we have to uh, jump through and certain privileges that they have. And so just being aware that there's a challenge, a difference in the experience um, that you have and seek out the resources to support your experience, like the self-care workbook for Black entrepreneurs. How's I appreciate that? that, look. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Where you can find it at? Mindedmyblackbusiness.com. .com. Okay. Yeah. And in the show notes as well, too. It, it 100% will be in the show notes, as well as your contact information. So... My contact again. The mile mark. Don't do that. Okay. Milemarks.com <laughs> and No. Why are you acting like you don't know how this works? Oh, and remember, if you're listening from another country. Oh yeah. Yeah, my email address will be there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Info yeah. at mindedmyblackbusiness.com. Yeah, right. we love to hear. Uh, awesome, hear from yeah. you. How you found us? What makes you listen? All sorts of things. So. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you. <laughs> enjoyed this episode as much as I did family we appreciate you listening we need you to do us a favor we need you to like comment and subscribe to the podcast also join us in following the movement on our website at mindingmyblackbusiness.com there you can find a Minding My Black Business merchandise and you can also find our digital academy now, our academy is the place where we are looking to expand our resources, particularly emotional wellness resources for Black entrepreneurs. And we already have worksheets there. We have more resources to come. You can follow us on our social media platforms. On Twitter, we are Minding My Black Biz. On Instagram, it's at Dr. Janae Taylor. And on Facebook, it's at Dr. Janae Taylor. So peace and blessings to us all. And when you're out there and they ask you what you're doing, don't forget to tell them, I'm minding my black business.